Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. It's good to be here, good to be in church, and uh, it's my, my privilege to bring you the word this morning. And We've been doing this series on uh, anxiety, and this is our, our last last morning on anxiety, and I don't know if it's, if it's you or me, but I've loved this series. It's been a, a great time for me to, to go over the principles we've been talking about. And I imagine everyone here has had a moment in their lives they've been anxious. I mean, if you haven't been anxious, then I don't know, are you alive? <laughs> you know, am I looking at a hologram or something? I'm not, I'm not sure. But everyone here has, has had times of stress, times of anxiety in their lives. And we've gone over some key principles. So again, what is anxiety? Anxiety is a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease about something that's happening. And it's something that happens sometimes that's beyond our control. Um, but anxiety is more than just feeling stressed or worried. It, it's something that happens after we've gone through something and it just stays there in our lives. And uh, I can just say without doubt that the principles that Suzanne, Suzanne Shane, <laughs> and myself have shared, are going to share today and have shared previously, these are things that we've walked through ourselves. The keys out of the Bible, yet they're things that we've put in place in our lives and they work. So if you apply these principles that we've been sharing with you, you can beat anxiety. You can deal with stresses in life. It's the Word of God, and it works. So how do we overcome anxiety? In the first weeks, Suzanne taught us that sometimes we lose our joy. You know, we let the things of life get around us, and we spiral down, and, and we go down this path in our, in our thinking. And we lose our joy. We need to maintain our joy in life, you know. In 1 Peter it says, cast all anxieties on him because he cares for us. And we should be doing that. In the second week, I love to preach, Shane. There's one, one little um, section in your preach. And he told us to isolate the lie and bombard it with the truth. I haven't forgotten that. I'm going to remember that the rest of my life. Bombard the lie with truth. We've got to change the way we think. Change the way um, we process things in our minds. And last week, Shane also preached on prayer. Now, we need to pray. We need to pray constantly, specifically, and thankfully. And today, we're going to finish up the series on, we're going to touch on peace. We need peace, don't we? We need God's peace in our lives to bring calms in the midst of the storm. Eternal peace is ours through Christ Jesus. So let's read our key scripture for the series. It's been Philippians 4, 6-7. And it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. That's been our key, key scripture. But there's another two verses after that. I want to base the message on that this morning. In verse 8, it says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you have heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. The Apostle Paul he had a lot of times in his life where 
wasn't good. <laughs> Who's been shipwrecked here? I, mean, I guess the equivalent of that would be, I don't know, car accident, I don't know, go down in a plane, I don't know. <laughs> Who's been in jail? I'd actually don't tell me that. <laughs> Paul went through some pretty tough times in his life, but he, he tells us here that if, if you practice what he's done, you'll have peace. So it's this uh, second verse that we're going to base this message on. The peace of God is a peace that comes from God. This peace is established by God himself now that we're in Christ Jesus. We experience this peace every day in our lives through the Holy Spirit. So Paul's life wasn't free from trouble, was it? But he had his peace. He had a peace from God. Jesus said that the peace he would give would not be as the world gives. It's not an artificial peace. It's not a peace that can be explained. So how do we use this peace to overcome anxiety? That's the key thing we're going to get through today. We've talked about prayer. We've talked about joy. We've talked about um, thoughts. Today we're going to talk about peace. So the first thought on developing and maintaining God's peace in our life is that we need to look at our stresses and anxieties through the eyes of eternity. We've got to be careful what we think and dwell on. Now, nobody worries about things they don't care about. If you don't care about something, you're not going to worry about it, are you? That's just logical. So the fact that you're worrying about something means you care about it. It means something to you. But God knows everything. God is all-knowing. He knows the thoughts and the hearts of everyone here. There is nothing that God doesn't know about. There is nothing that God can't understand or comprehend. There is no problem that is too great for God. God cares so much for us. He sent Jesus. God cares so much for you and I. Doesn't matter what we go through in life. Doesn't matter what we have been through life, what we will go through life. God sent Jesus for us because he cares. God knows all things and he sends Jesus. You know, for me, this series has been a, a timely reminder. I've had a pretty couple of stressful weeks at work. Pretty long, long time since I've had this amount of stress. And it's been a great reminder. And some of the keys that we've been sharing, I've, I've been using. And there was one time where I was pretty stressed out. So Suzanne, in all the wisdom, said, Ian, go for a run. <laughs> so I went for a run, went for a run, went for a run. Went for a run burned all the adrenaline out of my body, got rid of some stress out of my body. I come home, and I felt God say, Ian, just sit down. Sit down and look at the garden. Now, that's not something I normally do. <laughs> the garden isn't something I really enjoy. I enjoy the, the beauty of it and the, and the picturesque side of things, but I really just sit there and look at it. But I felt God say, yeah, do it. So I did it. And it was a beautiful evening, and it was, you know, it was a blue sky, and the, 
you know, white fluffy clouds drifting across the sky and I was looking at Suzanne's roses and just sitting there. And it just I started thinking about God and the beauty of his creation. And how God in all his his glory, all of his wisdom, he knows what I'm going through at work. He knows all the stresses. But yet, rather than just me focus on that, Ian, just look at me. Ian, just take time out, as Colin was saying. Just take time out to dwell on me. And so what I did, I looked at the rose. I started thinking about the rose and how simple it is and how beautiful it is. And... uh In all of God's wisdom, all of God's creation, this is just one flower out of all the things that God's created. And here I am worrying about stuff that really has no eternal significance. You know, some things at work, you know, there's safety involved and people's lives involved. and You've got to deal with that. You know, you've got to be, go through due diligence and duty of care. But in terms of being anxious and worried and stressed, let me read again. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, what is honourable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting to practice all you've learned from me. And the God of peace will be with you. Fix on your thoughts on what is true. So I look up the meaning of, of what is true in, in the Greek in that passage of Scripture. It means true, true in fact, worthy of credit, truthful, honourable. Fix your thoughts on what is honourable. In that passage of Scripture, it meant honourable, serious, dignified. And what is right, the Greek in that sense meant what is just, what is just in the eyes of God, what is righteous. Fix your thoughts on what is pure. In the Greek there it meant... Um, Pure, either ethically, ritually, or ceremonial. Fix your thoughts on what is lovely. What that meant was pleasing, acceptable, grateful. Fix your thoughts on what is admirable. In the Greek, that meant well reported of, spoken of in a kindly spirit. If you're struggling to think about what is what is true, or what is admirable, what is lovely, in terms of to God. We'll do it in the natural. Think about a rose. You know, what are some things that are true? I don't know. Um, Cronulla are champions. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I was there. We were there. <laughs> you know, what's true? Um, there are people here that will walk with you in your most painful times in life. Take comfort from that. What's things that are lovely? Roses. You know? I think of the rose and I think of Suzanne. And uh, I think of all the work that goes into producing this rose. And uh, I think of all the, the tons of cow manure that I've shoveled. <laughs> Six tons, Suzanne. Of freshly laid 
cow manure that was delivered from Jamboree. But uh, it's worth it because that's what was produced from it. So this is for you. Twenty-three years, and you still intrigue me. How's that? What are some things that are honourable? Jesus dying for you and I. That's honourable. What's what's honourable? I think about missionaries, people that give of their lives for the gospel. That's honourable. You know, city serve. That's honourable. Doing great things for our city. So going back to the original thought, we need an internal perspective through our times of stress and worry. Sometimes we just got to put ourselves outside of the, 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 the time frame, the, the picture. You know, sometimes I, I take this when I go through things at work. You know, I, I have the problem and I, I try and, and think about, well, what would Dennis think about my hot metal ladles? You know, Dennis, I've been having problems at work with the ladles, you know, that carry the iron into the, the steel vessels, you know, and the brickwork, it's, it's not the best quality at the moment. And it's, it's falling out. Now, it's not so good. Um, I can see by your face you don't really care. <laughs> Has that changed your perspective in terms of eternity? No. <laughs> um, Mike, my shoulder. I've been having a few problems. Just, you know, I had an ultrasound, went to the osteo, there's nothing wrong. Basically, he said, suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> he doesn't care either. <laughs> Has it changed your outlook on eternity? It's caused me a bit of worry, a bit of pain, you know, a bit of interrupted sleep at night. <laughs> I, see, Dennis has left the room now. <laughs> <laughs> Can you see that sometimes those things are real for me? You know, they're real. But for others, you know. So why should I get so anxious? Why should I lose sleep? In the scheme of eternity. Yes, we go through hard times. But does it really matter? God is with us. How much more is life than knowing Jesus? Eternal peace is ours through Christ Jesus. So the second thought on developing and maintaining peace is not to forget that God's peace has been given to us. In life, we're going to have stress, absolutely. In life, there's going to be times where we're nervous, absolutely. But the beauty of our faith is that God gives of himself to us. In Romans 5, 1-2, it says, Therefore, since we've been made right in God's sight by faith, we have, paid, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. And we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. In John fourteen twenty seven, and this is a promise that Jesus has given every one of you in this place. Jesus said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Jesus has left us and he's at the right hand of the Father. So his peace is with us. His eternal peace. 
The definition of peace in that scripture comes from the Greek Greek word irene, and it means one, peace, quietness, rest, health in terms of your welfare. So when I get stressed, I pray this, God, I thank you that what I'm going through right now doesn't change what you've done for me, doesn't change your love for me. God, I thank you that what I'm going through now, you can use to make me a better person. You're within me, and that's all that matters. God's peace can be with us and is with us. You've got the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. One of the fruits of the Spirit is peace. If you've got the Holy Spirit, you can have peace. God doesn't change our stressful situations instantly, but instead God gives it himself to us. He's with us in our time of need. We're not alone. You know what? The same spirit that was with Jesus when he was tempted by the devil in the wilderness is with you and I. All the power of heaven. When Jesus said, go away, Satan, when all the angels came and ministered, same Spirit of God is with us. That's an amazing thought. Next time you're going through something, think on that. Jesus, same Spirit that was with you when Satan himself came and did what he did and tried to do what he did, that same spirit is with me right here, right now. Praise God, I don't have to be anxious. I don't have to worry. Yes, I'm going to have to work through a few things, put some things in place, deal with a few people. That's okay. Because God, you're with me. See, God doesn't change our stressful situations instantly. But he gives himself to us. God's peace has been given to us. Eternal peace is ours through Christ Jesus. And so my third thought is this, is that we need to maintain our identity in Christ and not what is happening to us. It doesn't matter what happens to me. I am God's. It says in John 10, sorry, yeah, John 10, Verse 27, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they'll never perish. No one can snatch them away from me. (laughs) If there's one scripture you ever remember in your whole life, remember that one. (laughs) No one can snatch you out of God's hands. For my Father has given them to me, and he's more powerful than anyone else. No one can snatch them from the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. Nothing that happens to me can snatch me out of his hands. I may lose everything around me. Everything. My family, my home, my possessions, my health. 
Nothing can snatch me out of his hands. Nothing I go through in life can compare to knowing Jesus and having his spirit within me. So what does Jesus say about worry? Jesus had a bit to say about being worried. So let's read it. Matthew 6. And he said, this is what I, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? Ouch. <laughs> so don't worry about these things, saying what will we eat, what will we drink, what will we wear, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Wow. Jesus says, don't worry about your life. Jesus clearly tells us not to be worried. But that word, therefore... You know, what's, what's Jesus saying before? You know, he says, therefore, don't worry about your life. You know, in that previous scripture, just before that, he's been teaching us about the, the, the three things, you know, food, um, clothing, and, and our lives, what we eat, what we drink, what we're wearing. But before that, he's been talking about treasures in heaven. And he's talking about, is God our God? Who are we living for? Is it God or money? And then he challenges, you know, who are you going to serve, God or money? So before Jesus talks about being worried, he challenges us on these things. What are you living for? Are you living for worldly values or heavenly values? Are you living for yourself or are you living for God? Are you living for money or for God? What's your secret motivation? So in summarizing Jesus' words there, you know, if we live by the right priorities, we're going to be positioned in life that we're not preoccupied with worry. Eternal peace is ours through Christ Jesus as we seek him first and trust in him to provide all that we need in life. I guess the question is, if God can take care of us, why worry? Now, that's not an attitude, you know, she'll be right, mate. <laughs> but when it comes down to the essence of who we are as people, what we believe in, what we stand for, we need to trust in God. 
yes, we're going to walk through stresses in life. Absolutely. There's some things that happen that are beyond our control. Absolutely. But it's in those times we need to trust God. We've got to trust God that He knows our path. That as we walk with Him, He will lead us in the right way. He will give of His peace to us. The command not to worry translates to a word used in Luke 10.40 where it records that Martha was distracted by all the preparations. She was distracted. She was going this way and that way. It's also used in that scripture Shane used today in his prophecy about being worried about the cares of life with the seed. The seed was sown into the soil and the worries of life took the seed away. And it's also used in Philippians 4.6 where Paul wrote, don't be anxious for anything. So we're not to be consumed by our worries, but we're going to seek God. See, the problem isn't in the things, you know, the things. You know, we, we need these things. Notice how in that scripture that Jesus used about the birds and, and the flowers, that God said he'll provide. But the birds have still got to go and do something, don't they? They don't just sit in their nests and go, ah. They've still got to go and find the food. So God still provides. But it still involves and act on our behalf. We still got to do things. Same with the plants, you know. The plants have got to put their roots down and, and seek the, the goodness and the nutrients in the soil, in the cow manure. So what's, God, what's Jesus saying there? He's saying, yes, care for you, absolutely. Provide for you. But don't just expect it to... Come and sit in your lap. You've got to do something. You've got to think certain ways. You've got to trust in me. You've got to do something. We can't just say, God, I'm not going to worry about anything and just don't do our bit. Christian freedom from anxiety is not due to some guaranteed freedom from trouble. But it is the freedom from having to worry because the Father embraces us in his care and provision and gives us his peace. And in Romans 8.28, in everything God works for the good for those who love him and are called to his purpose. So eternal peace is ours through Christ as we seek his kingdom first. So just to f finish up today, just some practical things. You know, we've We've been talking about peace and we've been talking about prayer life and being joyful, the way we think, having God's spirit within us. But what are some practical things we can do on a day-to-day -day basis? First things, take control of your time. Work and stick to a plan. Prioritize, a, prioritize time to, to do things that really matter. Learn to pace your life. Know your limits. Maybe switch off from social media for a period of time. I don't know. Just something that causes you just to 
slow down. Make fun for make time for fun, leisure, relaxation. Do things which you enjoy that re- rejuvenate. Spend time with people you enjoy being with. Spend time with people that you feel safe with. And maintain a healthy lifestyle. Watch what you eat. Exercise. Don't drink too much coffee <laughs> or alcohol. Get enough sleep. You know the proverb, you can't burn a candle at both ends. It means you've got to sleep. <laughs> you've got to sleep. Plan for holidays. Avoid working at home, you know, reading your emails at home at night. Tapping your phone at night. <laughs> Reduce stress in your life. Reduce the stress. If you know that something stresses you out and you can avoid it, then avoid it. Sometimes that means not spending time with certain people that stress you out. <laughs> If I stress you out, feel free to avoid me. <laughs> Talk to appropriate people for perspective and wisdom when things get on top of you. Now seek professional help. There's no shame in seeking professional help. If you're feeling you're unable to cope or continually feeling overwhelmed, drained or depressed, seek help. There are things that happen in life that are stressful. Ah, stressful. Things that have happened to us that are beyond our control. You know, we we need help. Absolutely. You know, you can you can fix your eyes on other things. You know, what's lovely, what's pure, but there's been so much that's been damaged that we need to go beyond that as well. We need help. You know, and I would encourage you if that's you, seek help. Another thing that's been, I guess, a bit of a, a buzzword the last couple of years, mindfulness, you know. When you're going through peri- periods of extreme stress in your life, take a moment to stop. Focus on your breathing. It can help. Be aware of your surroundings. You know? Think about what you're hearing about, what you're smelling, what you're tasting. A good key for me is remember and bring Bible verses to mind. This is a great key for me at work. I get uh, Bible verses sent to me on my phone at about 8 o'clock every morning because by then I would have gone through all yesterday's production and all the rubbish and problems that have happened. And I get this Bible verse at 8 o'clock just to remind me about eternity. A scripture comes to me and I read it and it reminds me that I've got problems but yet eternity is more important. Bible verses. Use your phone, use your tablet. And lastly, for me, it's been a good thing too. Question your thoughts. So when I, when I have an anxious thought, I look at that thought. And it's similar to what Shane was saying a couple of weeks back. I zero in on that thought. And I say, what evidence is that thought going to be true? What, where, is that thought going to come true? What's the likelihood of that thought ever coming true? If it's not true then I'm going to bombard it with the truth. I'm going to use the Word of God, and I'm going to kill it. 
is there a different or more positive way I can think about something? What's the likelihood that what I'm thinking about is actually going to happen? And is the thought helpful? Will it help me? So eternal peace is ours through Christ Jesus. So as the band comes, just back up, please. Just to recap, eternal peace is ours. God loves us. Send his son Jesus for us. God gave himself for us. Jesus said in John 10, his peace, he leaves with us. Eternal peace is ours through Christ Jesus. Some key things. We need to look at our stresses and worries through the eyes of eternity. Two, we need to maintain our identity as being in Christ and not what is happening to us. And three, we're not we can't forget that God's peace has been given to us. His spirit is within us. The beauty of the Christian faith is that God gives of himself to us. We need to trust in God's ability to take care of us. Well, don't, don't define your success in life by what happens to you. Success is knowing God and having Jesus Lord of your life. everything else that can come our way yes we're going to have to deal with it but the peace of God that comes from God it's ours we don't have to be anxious we, we don't have to be crippled by fear for me these principles you know I had nervous breakdown when in my late teens had nervous breakdown in my late 20s I hadn't put these principles in place. Once I put these principles in place, no more. No nervous breakdown in my 30s or 40s. Eternal peace. Close your eyes with me. Heavenly Father, thank you that the same spirit that was with Jesus in the desert when he was tempted is here right now. Holy Spirit, I thank you. Your presence is here. Your peace is here. The peace that surpasses all understanding. Every thought that can bombard us, cause us to worry, cause us to be anxious. I thank you that in you, nothing else matters. God, nothing else matters compared to knowing you. I think it says in your word that you'll never leave us nor forsake us, but yet you are with us always. I thank you that we take comfort in you and that the great comforter is with us wherever we go. Father, today, I pray your peace on everyone here today. I pray that that peace that surpasses all that we can think, all that we can understand, I pray that it would be upon everyone here right now. That no matter what people go through here, I pray that they would understand that you are with them every step.
that your peace will be with them in troubled times. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're here today and that you would say, Ian, I don't know this Jesus and I need this peace. I'd love to talk to, with you and meet with you after the service. Come and see me and I'd love to talk and uh, talk about this wonderful person called Jesus. Thanks for coming this morning. We're going to sing a song. And uh, don't forget, we've got the baptisms after the service. Stick around, have a bite to eat, and uh, have a great day. And uh, I'm glad you came back, Dennis. I'm glad uh, that uh, even though you don't care about what I'm going through at work, you're still smiling. <laughs> and uh, God bless. Have a good morning.